remember the day I learned that, not the song, but the concept that my sins were many, but his mercy is more. I was thinking about that as we were singing about being set free and how life began when death was arrested. How that moment in 1969, which was another year that you know, people could be talking about. It was a, that was sort of a rough year. But I remember thinking, if I could just be a little bit better, maybe my goodness will outweigh my sin. And my biggest problem with that was I had a brother. And that just gave me too many opportunities. Too many opportunities for failure, which I failed regularly. But he was instrumental in me understanding that God's mercy is more. Because when he was baptized, I thought, maybe that's the thing I need to do to make sure that my goodness outweighs my sin. And so I thought, that's what I'll do. I'll be baptized. So I talked to our pastor. And thankfully, he didn't just say, sure, come on. Let's do it. Thankfully, he said, sure, let's come on. Let's talk about it. And he understood very quickly through our conversation that I was using that water baptism to somehow make myself good enough to overcome my sins. And he helped me realize by, by reading to me or having me read, because I knew my way through the Bible, because remember, I was, trying to, I was trying to be good. He said, turn to Romans 6.23 and read that to me. And I read it, for the wages of sin is death. And we talked for a minute about what that means. And my whole system was blown up. Because he, he very clearly explained to me through the wages of sin being death that my goodness was never going to outweigh my sin. And that I was sunk. I didn't have a chance. I didn't have hope. And we continue to read. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God. Not something I could earn, not something I could be good enough to receive. But it was a gift that I received through Jesus Christ. And my life began. My fear of death was gone. I was free. Doesn't mean I've never sinned since then. And it doesn't mean sometimes I haven't felt free from my sin. But then I remember the joy of my salvation. I remember the basis of my salvation. Not good things that I've done, but the perfect life of Jesus Christ. Ending with his offer of his body on the cross for my sins. That's why I'm forgiven, because he died for my sins. Not because I deserve to be forgiven. Not because I've been good enough to be forgiven, but because he's good enough to forgive me. And then he rose again victorious over death to send the Holy Spirit into every single person who believes, including me. And, and as the Holy Spirit came in, he also, again, took that fear of death from me. Because I no longer had to wonder, was I good enough or not?
I knew I wasn't, but I knew that Jesus was. That's why as I was talking to somebody about how terrible 2020 has been, this guy said, it's been the best year of my life. I said, what do you mean? He said, I received Jesus Christ in 2020. I said, you got me. Because he's exactly right. This is the last time you're probably going to get to see this. 2020, 2020, eye chart, that whole thing. <laughs> but we're going to think about it for a couple minutes. As we finish this one and start a new one. 2020, 2021, Romans chapter 12, please. Romans chapter 12. just going to look at a little bit of it, but we want to set the context and see where it, where it rests in this letter. Romans 11, one of, the, one of the great chapters on the mercy of God that we're talking about. Romans 12.1 says, therefore, because he'd just been talking about mercy, therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship or service. Those two words are synonymous. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members... And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is good. Or excuse me, hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Wait a minute, is that right? Let's read that one again. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse 
Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends. Leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Well, that was a lot. But I wanted to read all of that because the context of what it means for us to offer our bodies as living sacrifices to him and to have our minds transformed involves all of those things that he just went through that long list of and more. That's just a, that's just a starter. But you read those things and say, wait a minute. That's, that's not easy stuff. None of that stuff is easy. Well, that's the idea. That's what he meant when he said, offer yourselves as living sacrifices. That's a, that's a hard concept to get a hold of. That's one of the reasons we keep this cross up here. It's, it's not a decoration. It's a reminder. Jesus offered himself as a living sacrifice that was killed on that cross. He went to his death on that cross so that we wouldn't have to end our sacrifices in death, but that we can continue living as we offered our sacrifices. As we continue to die to ourselves, continue to, to, to lay our dreams and our plans and our agendas on that cross and say, whatever your will, Father. When, the, when the, the, the urge for revenge strikes us, which it does, because we're human beings, because we have a sin nature. We were born with it. And so it strikes all of us. All of these things that we were talking about strike all of us in one way or another. And so when it strikes, we remember, wait a minute, so remember the cross. Jesus died on that cross so that those of us who believe can live and lay our sin nature on that cross. And those things died with him. And so my need for revenge or my need for, for vengeance or my need for, you know, be noticed 
my need for popularity, my need for, for acclaim, my need for more, 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 all of that can be laid down on that cross. And this morning, as we think about it, I, I, just, want us to, I just want to set us up for 2021 of, of the way that we need to be thinking, and that's what we've been doing for all of 2020. Because what we're doing, that, that's why he followed up immediately after he said, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to him, which is your spiritual service or spiritual worship. He, he followed it immediately by saying, don't be conformed any longer to this world, the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. See, the, the thing that should have, should have awakened us as we read through all of Romans 12 was, I need to think different. I need to think different. I've gotten to where I enjoy despising certain people or cursing them or whatever. He says, don't do that. That's not for you to do. In fact, even somebody that's going as far as persecuting you, Be kind to them. Give them food if they're hungry. That's a, that's a transformation by the renewing of our mind. We have to think different. Now, we've been learning a lot about that, I hope, through this whole 2020 in 2020. But it doesn't stop. The, the graphic will stop. But it's what we need to do. It's one of the reasons why it's so important for us to come together like this. Even though it's, even though it's, been, it's more difficult right now to come together. I mean, I had a, a text this morning. Somebody that was coming this morning that had some, some responsibility, they had to turn around and go home because while they were driving here, they got the report that somebody they were with yesterday just tested, their positive test just came. So turn back around. It is weird and it is hard right now but it's still important. Whether, whether we can do it face-to-face like this or on, online, whatever, it's important for us. Because we have to keep this going. We have to keep this, this momentum of the, of the renewing of our minds going. Because this world's not going to let up. This world that's trying to, to, to force us into a mold and, and never before, well, can't say that they've been saying that for a long time um but a lot right now okay it's 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 really it's it's really really urgent right now because we are we are surrounded by a a group of people that think completely differently than we do not just about moral issues but about the very nature of thinking and how we can know things and the truth it's we're, we're at a very very critical moment in history and we have to resist being pushed into that mold we have to stand firm on the fact that god has revealed himself to us in truth and there is an absolute truth we can know things we can use language to communicate it works. 
God made us that way. And so we have to stand up against that, that movement around us. And again, not, not so much stand up against it publicly, but stand up against it personally and not allow it to change our way of thinking, taking us away from the, the fact that truth is consistent. Truth is absolute. It is not relative. It's not changing. It isn't one thing for one person and another, per, another thing for another person. Truth is truth. And we can know it. God has revealed it to us in two ways. In his creation and in his special revelation. He's revealed it to us. It's, there is truth out there. I was laying on the trampoline on Christmas morning with one of my granddaughters and we were bundled up. She wanted to stop and lay down like we do and look at the leaves because our trampoline's under, under trees. And we looked up and there were about 12 leaves up there. And that was a fact. Two weeks ago, there were many more. Two months ago, there were millions more. But the fact is, and we see it in nature, we see it in the things that God has made, the fact is, when oak trees get to a certain temperature, and the wind blows just right on the right day, and the rain falls, the leaves are coming down. They really do that. And that's not just for me. That's not just for us as we're looking at it. It's true. It happens whether we agree with it or not, whether we notice it or not. It happens. It's true. That's going on all around us all the time, reminding us that we can know things. So don't give in to all that. Challenge your mind. Listen. But know that you can know. Truth is reality. It's absolute and it's constant. And the best way for us, although nature is a wonderful thing to study, to see it, the best thing for us to study, to understand it, is God's word. And so I know for many of you, this has been a great year. 2020 has been a great year of getting into God's word. And for others, others of you, you've been waiting In some cases, just because you were lazy. In other cases, because you were just kind of confused and didn't know what to do. But I want to tell you, getting ready for 2021, set your mind to get into the Word. Decide you're going to do it. I'm not, I'm not talking about making a resolution. I'm saying decide that this year you're going to get into God's Word like you never have before. And some of you have been in it really heavy for a long time, so I'm not necessarily going to use that phrase like you've never done it before, but dig in. Because sometimes people dig in and dig in and dig in for a number of years and think, you know what, I got this. You know what you're going to find when you dig in again? You don't got this. Every time you dig into the Word of God, you're going to find something that you're going to think, wait a minute, I've been through the Bible before. I never saw that before. Every single time you're going to run across something that you didn't think was there because the word of God, as the writer of the Hebrews said in chapter four, the word of God is living and active. 
He brings it to life in our lives every time we look at it. Now, that, that doesn't mean it's relative to, to the experience I'm having at that moment. No, it's true all the time. It's always there whether I notice it or not. But every time I look into it, he's going to do something in my life if I really look at it. If I really look at the word and I really look at my life, he's going to do something. He's not going to leave me the same. Because this is a living book. He brings it to life in our experience. It's the truth all the time whether you believe it or not. But he does something to us when we look in it. And my prayer for us, as we finish out over these next couple of days, 2020, and I hope that you got the idea through Psalm 136 that Mark led us in in that responsive reading. I hope you got the idea. We need to be thankful at the end of this year. It's been a tough year, but we've got a lot to say thank you for. We've got a lot to remember that God has done and is doing. And we didn't deserve all this good stuff that he's done for us. We deserve the bad stuff and worse. But by his grace and mercy, he continues to pour out his love in our lives. And so as we wrap this year up, let's be thankful, but let's also be mindful of the coming year and the fact that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We're in the middle of a huge battle. It's not a new battle, but it's, it's at a very intense stage right now. And so would you commit yourselves, commit yourself to renewing your mind this year through the word of God? And some of you say, I, I've tried it. And I, there's just so much I don't understand. And so I just give up. You've got to overcome that. And you overcome it by continuing to read it and to jot down those things that you don't understand and talk to somebody else, the body of Christ. That's one of the reasons that we're here. Talk to somebody else about it. I love it when somebody comes to me, not just by, not just saying, hey, pastor, I've got a question for you about something I was reading. I love that. But you know what I love even more? When somebody comes and says, hey, a friend of mine has a question and they ask me and I didn't know. And so I want to ask you that, that, see, we can answer each other's questions and there are some that we're not going to have answers to, excuse me, (coughs) I've already had it, (laughs) we can ask each other and we can dig it out together. I was looking through some old pictures this past week and I ran across one of, that my dad took that, that I was unaware of when it was happening. But my brother and a friend of ours and myself were in our living room, which we never used our living room or our house. So it was like this vacant room with this furniture that had never been sat in before. And we were all on the floor with our Bibles out, digging in. And I thought, praise God that I grew up in a home where that kind of thing was encouraged. And then I had a brother and a friend, and more than one, but I had a brother and a friend who were, you know, in our, we were still in our, in our practice, basketball practice gear or whatever, laying there studying God's word. I thought, praise God that I was taught to do that, encouraged to do that when I was a young person. And praise God, I still want to do it today. We can do this. 
we can stand firmly during these days for the truth. Not just so that we can keep our country from completely exploding or imploding or whatever we're doing, but more importantly, so that we can grow in our faith and honor God in our lives and corporately together honor him as a church in a community that's out of control and needs help. And we can be that help as we point them to the truth of Jesus Christ. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, what a year it has been. And it's still happening. But thank you for reminding us that as new as it feels to go through this pandemic, that it's really not new. We've been through these kinds of things. Not just the same, but we've been through tough times. We've been through uncertainty. We've been through weirdness. And you're still faithful. And your love still endures forever. And Jesus Christ, your son, is still the way and the truth and the life. He's still the only way to you. And he is a certain way to you. And we rest in that certainty. Faith in that son of God. Grow us as we finish out this year. Grow us as we start a new year. Grow us as we face whatever it is we're going to face. Grow us as we learn more of your truth. As we question things that we've believed all our lives. Some of those things will be reinforced and some of those things will be eliminated as we have our minds renewed by your word. And Father, there are some who are still trying to be good enough in their own way to please you, to honor you, to get into heaven. We pray that you would break them of those sincere but wrong thoughts. Help them to see that there's no way they can ever do good enough and well enough to erase their sins, to be forgiven of their sins and to be made right with you. The only way they can do that is by letting Jesus' work be sufficient for them by believing in him. There may be some this morning, Father, who have not done that and want to do that today. Help them to know that there's no special ceremony necessary, but it's simply believing who Jesus is and what he's done and that he's done it for them and that he's sufficient for them. Give them the courage and the faith to believe that today. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.